0: Of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying unto him, Moses, my servant is dead. Underline that in your Bible. We're going to get back to that in a few moments here. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, rise and go over this Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am given to them as the children of Israel. Every place your soul of your feet shall trod upon, I will give it unto you. As I said unto Moses, someone shout, this is our land. Verse 4, from the wilderness uh, and to Lebanon as far as the great river uh, the river Euphrates, all the land uh, of the Hittites uh, and all the great sea towards the going down of the sun uh, shall be your territory. Verse 5, no man shall be able to stand before you uh, in all the days of your life uh, as, as, and as I was with Moses, uh, so shall I be with you. Uh, and I I will not leave you uh, nor forsake you. Uh, Be strong uh, of a good courage. Uh, For these people you will divide as inheritance uh, as the land which I have sworn unto their fathers uh, to give them. Uh, Only be strong. Someone shall be strong. Uh, Be strong uh, and be very courageous uh, that you may observe to do according to all uh, that the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you to do. uh, To not turn to the right uh, or turn to the left uh, that you may prosper uh, wherever you will go. Title of the message today is Crossing Over Your Jordan. Uh, Crossing over Jordan. You're Jordan. Uh, I like to have a little subtitle because it helps me preach good and helps for you to remember it as well. Uh, The subtitle of the message is simply entitled, I'm Stepping uh, Into My Blessing. Someone shout, I'm Stepping. I'm Stepping Into My Blessing. Look at your neighbor and shout, neighbor. Oh, neighbor. I'm Stepping. This year. This day. 2019. I'm stepping into my blessing. For 40 years, Joshua and the children of Israel were under... Was, was was in the wilderness wandering. They were wandering in the wilderness. A lot had to do with uh, because of their disobedience. Uh, now, getting to the promised land from Egypt would take no more uh, than two years. Uh, but because of their disobedience, uh, because of their rebellion, uh, and because uh, of their lack of faith against God uh, and against Moses, his servant, uh, God suspends. Spended them uh, to wander around the wilderness uh, for forty years. And they wandered there. And they were supposed to be there until all of the generation, 20 years old and under, would die, except for Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. Why did they survive? Because you remember, if you read your Bible, you remember when Moses sent them into the promised land to spy out the land. They sent 12 of them. Ten said, no, we can't go over there for there's giants in the land and there's grasshoppers that they are there. But two of them, Joshua and Caleb said, they might be grasshoppers. They might be giants in the land, but we can take the land because the land belongs to us. Because of their faith uh, in believing this, uh, God allowed them uh, to come into the promised land. And as Joshua chapter 1 begins, uh, we find out that God is speaking to Joshua. And the first thing he tells Joshua is this, Moses, my servant, is dead. Very interesting words there. Moses, my servant, is dead. They mourn for 30 days for Moses. Moses my servant is dead you remember it was Moses who was born uh, born because of the midwife standing up for that which is right uh, you remember it was Moses that the Pharaoh said to allow the, 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 the young babies allow the girls to die and allow, I mean, allow the girls to live and allow the boys to die throw them in the Nile but the midwives said we rather obey God uh, than obey man uh, and they allowed uh, the male the baby the boys uh, to live Uh, oh God give us uh, some women uh, that will stand up for that which is right Uh, oh give us some folks uh, that will say no to the world uh, and yes to God uh, that when the edict begins to come that way uh, that comes against us uh, that we will begin to say uh, we will stand for Jesus uh, come hell or high water because that's the right way to go Moses, 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 Moses You remember Moses, it was Amram and Jochebed, his mom and dad, uh, when they could no longer keep him as a child for he began to cry. Uh, It was them that they made that wonderful basket and placed Moses inside uh, that basket and sent him down uh, the Nile River, uh, having faith to believe uh, that God will have a plan. May I tell you a thing today. Uh, Some of you might be in the Nile right now, uh, and you might be in a basket all by yourself. Uh, but I got some news for you Uh, God has a plan Uh, you might be in the Nile uh, and you might be feeling uh, you're all alone but God uh, has a plan Uh, God has a purpose Uh, God has a destiny uh, for you so he placed she placed him in the Nile and there the little basket went behind Pharaoh's Pharaoh's uh, uh, palace and there the Pharaoh uh, daughter opened up the basket and there Moses was at uh, and she gave him the name Moses uh, which means to be drawn out uh, it was Moses who became uh, the prince of Egypt uh, it was Moses uh, you remember it was Moses after he left uh, it was Moses while he was on the back side of the wilderness uh, that God began to speak to him uh, and Moses through a burning bush and Moses said whom shall I say that's telling me to go and God said tell him I am that I am has sent you may I tell you something today are you going to help me today can I tell you something that the God that we serve doesn't have a, a, a last name he is God he doesn't have a beginning he is the beginning he doesn't have an end. Uh, he is the end. Uh, he doesn't have a middle. He is the middle. Uh, he is God. May I say it again? Uh, if this thing is ever going to rise and fall, uh, it's not going to rise and fall uh, on a fellowship. Uh, it's not going to rise and fall uh, on a nation. Uh, it's not going to rise and fall uh, on a political system. Uh, it's not going to rise and fall uh, on the Republicans, uh, on On the independence If this thing is ever going to rise and fall It will rise and fall on God It began with God And always will be God And always shall be God I am that I am Has sent you It was Moses who raised up his voice like a trumpet uh, and told Pharaoh, let my people uh, go. It was Moses that God used uh, to bring the ten plagues uh, unto Egypt uh, to let the Pharaoh know, uh, to let the Egyptians know, uh, to let the Israelites know uh, that there is only one God. uh, There is only one king. uh, There is only one Lord. Uh, He is uh, Jehovah God. It was Moses who left The two million people out of uh, Egypt uh, into the Red Sea. It was Moses who raised up uh, his staff uh, and God used them and parted uh, the Red Sea uh, and they walked uh, on dry land. It was Moses when they were hungry, uh, prayed to God uh, and God turned the molecules uh, into manna uh, and fed the people. It was Moses. It was Moses. in which God used uh, to turn the bitter water straight Uh, it was Moses you remember uh, that God gave uh, the ten commandments uh, that he wrote personally uh, by his fiery finger hand Uh, and may I tell you today uh, in 2018 uh, that those words uh, are still uh, set uh, in stone uh, today It was Moses. It was Moses that, uh, that that God began to use, and now Moses was dead. Now it's interesting huh, that God said Moses is dead, uh, because sometimes uh, it takes for something to die in your life uh, for you to move forward. Let me say that again. Sometimes God allows things to die in your life so that you can move forward because you're depending on that person, on that thing so much and you're not depending uh, on God. Yeah. Well, watch this now. When my grandma died 20 years ago, it was Brother Ambie. My grandma was a praying mama, praying grandma that prayed us all through, prayed me through and believed God for me. When she died and I did her funeral, Brother Baker, I said, who, 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 who's going to take her place? Who's going to do this? Who's going to be this praying mama and praying grandma to intercede for our family? And God said, that's you. I allowed her to die so that you can live, so that Sometimes things have to die so that you can live again. But while he said that, he said, "Get up, Joshua. Someone shall get up." Say, "Get up, Joshua." See, they were weeping for 30 days for Moses. And God said, get up. Some of you got to learn to get up. Wipe yourself off. Wipe the tears off and get up. That thing that you've been worrying about, that thing you've been crying about, that thing you've been worried about is dead. Now it's time for you to get up and do the work and do the work of the Lord. Get up. Be strong and courageous. Are you still with me? I like to preach my introduction, Sister, sister Heather, you know that. Be strong and alone the power of might. And then he said this, he said, Everywhere your feet shall trod, you shall possess it. Can I tell you something? Because of Calvary and because he's risen, can I tell you we are not wilderness wanderers, we are Canaan conquerors. You missed a good place to shout there. We're not wilderness wanderers. Uh, we're Canaan conquerors. Uh, and everywhere uh, our feet shall trod, uh, we shall possess it. Uh, it is time for the body of Christ uh, in 2019 uh, not to take the offense, uh, not to take the defense, uh, but take the offense uh, and go into enemy hell territory and take back everything uh, the devil uh, has taken from us. Uh, take our children. Take our church back Take our nation back Everywhere Your feet shall trod You shall Possess it Someone shout it's mine Say devil you can't have it it's mine you can't have my children it's mine you can't have my family it's mine you can't have my body it's mine you can't have my mind it's mine is that what your Bible says everywhere your feet Okay, I want to make sure I'm doing it right brother is that what it says I don't have a trick Bible do I I was preaching revival in Arkansas, and I'll never forget this. I preached the wrong, he was a King James guy, and I brought a new King James Bible. It read a little different than his. He took me out to lunch. I join the message preacher. What, what message, what Bible are you preaching out of? I said, I'm preaching out of the new King James Bible. He said, That don't sound like my Bible. Sound like you got some kind of trick Bible? <laughs> oh, just laugh a little bit. So I don't have a trick Bible. I have, I have, I have such a charity—the one thousand one hundred sixty-six pages uh, that you have in your Bible—and the book says, "Everywhere your feet shall trod, you shall possess it." All righty. Say, keep going, preacher. I want to stay. I got. I, I want to stay there. I got to keep going. But here is the thing that's going on. He said, go to the Jordan River. And while they went to the Jordan River, they found out that the Jordan River where God wanted to place them at was at a place that was over flooding. If they would have went through Gilgat or at another time of the season, it would have been totally different. But they came at the Jordan River at the harvest time where the floodgates were, where the water was above floodgates. They couldn't cross over it. They couldn't pass over it. They couldn't do that. They were stuck right there. We know about floods, don't we? We know about floods, don't we? Mm. How many of you guys remember the flood of 93? Raise your hands who's been uh, living a little little longer. How many of you guys remember the flood of 93? Look at that. Uh, That's a picture I got uh, off, off the internet of the flood of 93. That's the Peterson paper company. You guys know where that's at? You see that? I remember in 93, let me talk to the young people real quick. I remember in 93, I was in my summer of my senior year. About ready to go to Central Bible College. We had this flood, and at the time, we owned, you remember Sister Christine? We owned a little property over there uh, called the Old Friendly House. We called it New Hope. Remember that? And the floodwater was so bad that we needed sandbags to be made. And for them to protect the front of the building from the water from coming in. For the flood was so great. So our youth pastor at that time said, Oh, I have some young people that would love to do that. Don't you love your youth pastor? Always volunteering you for things that you don't even want to do. So we went there, and we went in front of that building, and we made the sandbags. And my job was to put the sand in the, in, in, in the bags. And then someone else's job was to tie it. And they had a bigger man to put it on top of there. And we did that because the water was coming up, and it was beyond, beyond the flood. It was beyond floodgate. There was a record flood that took place. This is what's going on now in our passage now they're at the jordan river and they can't cross over it and they can't get over it but i want to tell you something today some of you you got a jordan river right now some of you got an obstacle right now and it may not be a flood but it may be a jordan river of depression it may be a jordan river of despair it may be a river of disappointment it may be a river of fear fear of the past Fear of the present uh, and fear of the future. Uh, You have an obstacle that's there. uh, But I got some good gospel news for you today. Uh, You're in the right place uh, at the right time uh, because God loves uh, these opportunities. Uh, God loves uh, when the impossible seems impossible. Uh, God loves uh, when the situation seems overwhelming. Uh, God loves uh, when the situation seems unpassable. Uh, because he's the God uh, that can make the past impossible possible. Uh, he's the God uh, that can make the quickest places straight. Uh, he's the God uh, that can turn uh, your situation around uh, to bring glory him. Somebody in the house shout, I'm stepping into my blessing. Number one. Number one. There is a message. I like to say this way. There's a word but there is a message which we must consider and commit for you to cross your Jordan in 2019 and today uh, there is a message that you need to consider and commit to. What is the message? Uh, Verse number three. Number one, we need to learn to watch God. Verse number three. You have your Bibles, chapter three of Joshua. Verse number three. And he commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, uh, your God and the priest and the Levite uh, bearing it, then you shall set out uh, from your place and go after. Here's the first thing uh, that you have to do. Number one, uh, watch God. It says, actually he says the ark of the covenant. The ark of the covenant, if you know your Bible, stands for the presence of God. And in chapter 3, uh, the word, the Ark of the Covenant is mentioned seven times uh, in that text. And it says, the Ark of the Covenant, it says, when you see the priest and the Levites. Hmm. <laughs> Pastor Derek, are you busy right now? Oh, you're busy right now. Well, I, I, I'll be the preacher because I am a preacher it says the priest and the Levite that's the preachers number one thank God we have a wonderful preacher in Pastor Rooks we have a wonderful preacher in Pastor Derek and I try to do okay with this group of preachers I find it an honor and a privilege to preach with these guys but it says the preacher the preachers and the priest and the priest are those who are involved in leadership those that are involved in this church regardless if it's a board member or some leader so brother Dennis I need your help come on this way I got an illustration for you take that side I'll take this side I need I need another I need another person in leadership come on Jason what does the ark of the covenant mean say the presence of God all righty And it says, what does it say? It says when you see the preachers, when you see the leadership carrying the ark, go this way, carrying the presence of of God with you uh, to follow after them. One of our jobs uh, freeze right there. uh, One of our jobs uh, as leadership in this church uh, is to bring uh, the presence uh, of God uh, in this place. uh, To bring God's glory uh, in this place. uh, For not for you to follow us uh, don't follow a man. uh, Don't follow a preacher. uh, Follow us as we follow Jesus uh, because we're pointing you towards uh, Jesus. Uh, We're pointing you towards uh, the direction where you need to go uh, so that you can cross uh, your Jordan. Put it down. Thank you. Thank you. Put it right there. Give them a hand. Give them a hand. Watch. And it says, number two, follow. Follow. It says when you see that, you follow after it. I don't know about you. I'm sorry about you, Pastor Jessica. You're one of our preachers too. I'm sorry about that. Our preachers, we need to follow after God. So we shall follow after God. Say, watch God. Follow after God. Follow after his presence. Having a, doing some lawn work with my brother at the house and my brother Joe, he's a worship leader, loves to worship God. Loves to give praise unto God. And we were talking and chatting. And he said, Russell, you know. I just like to just follow after the presence of God. I just like to be where the glory of God is at. And I said to myself, "Joe, you're right." And I want to tell you today: not only do you need to watch us, but now not only you need to watch, but you need to follow after the presence of God. Wherever the glory of God is at in this place, you need to follow after it. You need to run after it. You need to allow the presence of God to to be in your life everywhere you go someone shall let the glory fall and let the the fire fall let the glory flow and the fire fall number three you honor him verse number four yet there shall be space between you and it about 200 cubits. you give it honor Say, we give God honor. See, we watch him, we follow, and we honor him because he's God. And he's God all by himself. And we honor him also through our time. It got kind of quiet in here. We honor him through our time. You need to spend time with God. Outside of here, you need to have a personal walk with God uh, that you close the door, uh, that you lock the lock, uh, that you pull the drinks back, uh, that you eat some carpet uh, and say, God, uh, I'm not going to leave this place uh, until you have touched me. You honor God through your gifts. Some of you are gifted. Many of you are gifted in many, many areas. I thank God for that. Some of you guys come down here during the week uh, and work on our lights. Uh, Some of you guys come down here and work on the plumbing. Uh, Some of you guys are gifted in many, many areas uh, and you're using your gifting, your time uh, means that you need to while you're at work, uh, you're showing God and you're honoring God uh, while you're working hard because people are watching you. You honor God through through your gifts. Where's Brother Tony at? There he is. There he is. This man, you probably don't even know. This man comes down every week. I see him every week. Almost. You know what he does? He works on the things around this house around this house. He takes the time and honors God through the time that he has. You know those chairs? You know the chairs you're sitting in? Brother Mark, where's Brother Mark at? Mark Boots, where are you at? He's not in here. Mark Booth said, we need to, we, we're doing this thing, and we need to pull these chairs in here. And Brother Tony said, I'll do it. He didn't do it so that he can get a paycheck. God deliver us. Are you hearing me? God deliver us for spending our time and doing our time for God just to get a paycheck. Paycheck. And they came down, him and his wife. We got the chairs from this side of the, uh, of the gymnasium. Brought them down so that you can sit, so that we can have church in this place today. That's honoring God. Thank you. You honor God through your gifts, your talents, uh, your, ooh, your, your gifts. Ooh. 10% belongs to God. How do you honor God? You honor God by giving every your ten percent that belongs to God, and guess what? You can keep the rest. And now, keep the rest. God said, "I will restore unto you the years that the locusts have eaten, the canker worm and the pomeworm has destroyed." Hmm. Honor God, shot, Honor God. Honor God. Here's the other thing. It says, do not come near nor that you may know that the way in which you must go for the way you have, have passed before. For say that, for the way you have not, for, for, for you have not passed this way before. Somebody shout, restart. Someone back in April of this year, blessed me with a wonderful watch. I tell you, it's a nice watch. It keeps time. It's a nice watch. In my 28 years of gospel preaching, I've been, I have received many, many things before. And I've received watches before, and I've always had watches before. And they're wonderful to have, and wonderful to, 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 wonderful to have. And... This watch is a wonderful watch and this guy, or this person, I don't know who it was, someone in the church, uh, decided just to put that in the offering and to bless me with it. Isn't that all right? So I, as, I, as I had this watch, I had to take it into the Walmart and get a new battery. And while I got a new battery, she put the new battery in there. and She began to wind it back up. And when she did God the Holy Ghost said to me, it's time for the church for we re- rewind. Someone shout rewind. Someone shout reboot. Someone shout recalibrate. Someone shout restart. You wonder why things are going because God is saying it's time for a restart. Jesus, our greatest example of restart. Uh, you remember it was Jesus uh, as he uh, left his place of baptism. Uh, he went to the wilderness and being tempted of the devil uh, for forty days, and he uh, he defeated the devil uh, with those three powerful words: uh, "It is written, uh, it is written, uh, it is written." Uh, statements of authority. Let me just stop right there and tell you: uh, if you're going to cross your Jordan, uh, if you're going to defeat the devil uh, and defeat the thing. You got to get the word of God uh, in your spirit man. Uh, You got to get the word in you uh, that when the devil begins to come against you uh, and speak evil against you, uh, you will say uh, no weapon formed against me uh, shall prosper uh, and every tongue uh, that rises up against me uh, shall be condemned. Uh, Every time uh, that the devil begins to bring defeat uh, and say that God is not going to heal you uh, you need to say brother Ambie uh, it is written uh, uh, he was wounded for my transgression Uh, he was bruised for my iniquity Uh, the chastisement of peace uh, was laid upon him uh, and with his stripes uh, we are healed it is written every time sister Heather God begin to tell you that you're not loved, you need to tell the devil it is written, nothing shall separate me from the love of God. For it is written, neither height nor death, nor angels, nor principality, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor death, nor anything created shall separate me from the love of God in Christ Jesus. My Lord, it is written, having successfully defeated the devil, he walked in, Sister Tammy, into a Sunday morning church service. He was asked to read. Pastor Jessica says he pointed to the place where it said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Precious Jesus. For God has anointed me. Someone shouted, anointed. Burden removing, yoke destroying, chain breaking. Devil moving, hell afraid of anointing. You have anointed me. John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. Peter said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Can I tell you in English vernacular what he was saying? He was saying, Jesus, you're the only one. Stick your one finger in the sky and shout, he's the only one. Shout, he's the only one. Shout, he's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only one. He's the only truth. He's the only life. He's the only way. He's the only way. Beside him there is no other. The spirit of the Lord's upon me for he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. To set at liberty those who are captive. To bring freedom to those who are bound. To set them free. That's what gets me, sister, how folks come in bound and leave bound. It's not supposed to work that way. If you know Jesus is uh, your chain breaker, uh, your burden roover, every time you come in this place, uh, you may come in bound, but you can leave here uh, set free. uh, For who the Son sets free uh, is free indeed. (laughs) To bring spiritual sight to those who are blind, to declare the acceptable year of the Lord where the free favor of God profusely abounds. And sir, he closed the book and sat down. Why did he sit down? Because he was done. He sat down and your Bible says, uh, and their eyes were fixed on him. And he said, These words, someone shall restart. He said these words today, not tomorrow, uh, today, uh, not next year, uh, today, uh, not six months from now, uh, today, uh, not six six years from now, uh, today uh, is this scripture uh, fulfilled uh, in your hearing. He was saying this. It's time for a restart. The way that you've been doing it, it's time for a reboot. He was saying, in essence, I'm the king. When I step in, my kingdom shall begin. Someone shout, restart someone shout rewind this year what we're going through right now I told the pastor, pastor and I talked about this uh, what we're going through right now here in this church uh, God has given us a reboot uh, God has given us a restart uh, you may not realize it uh, but that's exactly what's going on uh, and some of you God is giving you a restart uh, and a reboot uh, because the way that you did it before uh, is not the same way that God is going to do it again uh, God is about ready to do something in your life uh, and he's restarting you again. Are you still with me? Am I tiring you? Are you bored? This is good stuff for you? Someone shout, rewind. Number two, I'm sorry, I forgot to say that. Someone shout, I'm stepping into my blessing. Number three, number, where am I? Number two, excuse me. Get right with God. Get right with God. Put it up there in the verse. And Joshua said, and Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourself for tomorrow for the Lord is going to do wonders among you. Sanctify Yourself means to be set apart and set unto, unto the Lord. Uh, Someone shall sanctify. William J. William Seymour, uh, William uh, the founder and the pioneer uh, of the Azusa Street Revival, put that, put that quote up there. Uh, he said this, sanctification uh, makes us holy uh, and destroys the breed of sin uh, and love of sin uh, and carnality uh, and makes us pure uh, and whiter than snow, bless his name. But we have a problem here. And Charles Hatton Spurgeon said it so nicely. Next, next slide, please. Uh, he said, it. well, we have a problem. I believe uh, one of the reasons why the church of God uh, at this present moment uh, has little influence over the world uh, is because the world uh, has so much influence over the church. Right. Mm. Huh? God didn't call you to be like them. You to be separate. Amen. Sanctified. Some thought sanctified. Sanctified in our mind. Sanctifying our thoughts. Sanctifying our walk. Sanctifying what we look at. Hmm, I, this is something I struggled with. See, I was part of that 68 percent that looked at the filthy filth on the Internet. See, I'm not afraid to tell you this because I want you to be set free. One of my accountability brothers who lives in Indiana now, David Trout, he said, what you need to do, preacher, is you need to protect the anointing that God is on you. And you need to put sticky tacks all over Daniel. I will not put anything ungodly in front of my eyes. Put sticky tacks up, and I remember in Springfield. Even here, I put sticky tacks up all over. Put it on my phone as a reminder. Do not put anything ungodly in front of your eyes. Remember being at the airport, flying just recently, and they had a magazine aisle. They had that little area where they had the filthy filth. That God said, "Do not." put anything filthy in front of your eyes i don't know who i'm preaching to today but some of you you need to learn to sanctify your eyes and you need to learn to turn the facebook off and turn the internet off and turn the tv off and turn the holy ghost on in your life Sanctified in your mind, huh? sanctifying your thoughts, huh? sanctifying your walk, huh? sanctifying everything about you. Huh? God is looking for folks uh, whose attitude uh, has changed, whose attire has changed, whose altitude has changed, whose attire whoa. has changed. Are you saying, preacher, are you talking about the way we dress? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about what you're wearing. Sister Sadie, I'm talking about what's wearing you. Oh, oh got quiet in here. I thought y'all was helping me preach. Huh? some of you wearing some stuff. Some of you wearing some sin huh? and you've been wearing it for a long time. I preached it just uh, a couple months ago about uh, uh, about about being snake bitten huh? and having snakes hanging on you. Huh? Some of you got those snakes. Huh? They've been hanging on you for the longest of time huh? and you're going day after day, huh? year after year huh? with that thing. Huh? But God is saying if you're going to cross over your Jordan, huh? you need to lay aside the weight of sin huh? that may easily beset you. Ooh. 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 someone shall sanctified mm. someone shall. I'm crossing over my Jordan number four come and expect a miracle come when you get to the waters come And expect a miracle. Verse 5 says this. Put verse 5 up there real quick. For the Lord. Someone shout the Lord. The Lord. The supreme authority. The all knowing. The all powerful. The all presenting. The everlasting God. The Lord will do wonders among you. Come. Expect miracle some of you got to learn to be like the woman with the issue of blood you know how she was she didn't let the religious folks get in her way She didn't let her friends get in her way. She said, Jesus is right there. And this might be the last step that I take. This might be the last breath that I make. This might be the last sermon that I hear. This might be the last song that I sing. Jesus is right there. And I need to touch him. Now, it's easy for us to come expect it when you have a special speaker come through. Oh, I hear you guys. Oh, so-and-so is coming we're going to have church today. Oh, Pastor Russell's preaching, we're going to have church today. Guess what? You have church all the time. Not based on when a preacher comes or your favorite preacher comes. You need to come to his house expecting a, a miracle from God. Pastor John Lindo Some of you guys know who he is. Some of you guys may not know who he is. Dear brother of mine in the fellowship, he pastors a church there called James River. You can YouTube it and Google it. Wonderful man of God. Loves God with all his heart. John Lindell, a year ago, he told me this story, and he told it before. A year ago, he was doing touring in the Holy Land. And he went to his hotel and he felt extremely tired. Extremely wore out. He thought maybe it was just jet lag. He came back to the States and found out while he got done preaching that he felt that still fatigue and tiredness. And he said, maybe I just need to just go to sleep and lay down and just sleep it off and it'll be fine. But every time he went during the week, and did his his work in the office, and preached on Wednesday and Sunday, he felt that fatigue, and that tiredness, and that overwhelmness, to the point that his wife Debbie, looked at him and said, John, you look like you're 80 years old. Now if you're 80 years old, that's okay I guess, right? But if you're in your 50s, it's not so good is it? Tired. Overwhelmed. Someone asked him the question, have you, asked, have, you asked, have you asked the brethren to anoint you with oil and to believe God for you? He said, I've asked the board to pray for me. No, 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 no. Have you asked the elders of the church? Because I think James says, doesn't say this, call for the elders of the church, anoint them with oil, believe God, and the prayer of faith shall heal the sick and God shall raise them up. Isn't that what it says? Said, he said, like some of you guys say. I laughed because I said, that sounds like the members of West Side. He said, I didn't want to go in the prayer line because I didn't want people to think something was wrong with me. I didn't want folks worried about me. And God, the Holy Ghost, convicted him and said, How dare you! tell people to go pray and you yourself don't pray for God and believe God for the brethren to heal and touch you. So he said he felt convicted over that and he said, he said because he preaches three times every Sunday he said three times I went, to, I went down. Believe God to pray. God still didn't heal and touch him. Weeks went by. Months went by. The board told him go to mail Clinic. We'll be fine here. Go to mail Clinic. Find out what's going on with you. He went to the Mayo Clinic. They found out that he had a condition that his heart begins to beat, but it's not bringing oxygen to the rest of his body, which caused him to be tired and overwhelmed. Sister Ernst, you probably know about that. It's a rare rare condition that folks get. This is what he had. And he said, you you, you can either live with it. We can't give you medicine. You can even live with it, or you can just retire and just kind of just go on with your life they said we have no cure for it we can't give you any medicine for this am i preaching to someone today so he said debbie i this i think we're going to have to retire but i don't want to retire because i feel it's not time for me to retire yet he said I'm just going to continue to believe God and he said his expectancy level began to grow. He began to come every Sunday and begin to believe God for a miracle and months went by and he still was not healed but here's the thing I want you to realize. He kept coming. Some of you uh, you come one time uh, and then you quit. Uh, Pastor John kept coming. uh, Believing God. Don't quit. Uh, Keep coming to God. Uh, Expect a miracle uh, because your miracle uh, is coming. Watch this. They had last year in January, they have their feast this year. Excuse me, they have their fasting time in January, and as, as they begin to fast and pray, they begin to put him forward, and they laid hands on him again. And Pastor John said, "I felt something coming on me," and he said, "The tiredness is gone." He said, "When I went after I preached on Sunday, normally I go to sleep, but I've been awake. God restored me and healed me." uh, and made me whole again Uh, I'm here to tell you today uh, we serve a God uh, that's in the healing business uh, that's in the delivering business uh, and just like he did it for Pastor John uh, he can do it for you come expecting a miracle number five Just step. Just step. And it says, while they stepped, it says that the waters begin to go up as they begin to step don't put it up there I'm just going to just tell you as they begin to step the waters begin to go up can I tell you something today there is something called a step of faith what it, What is faith? Uh, Faith is the substance of things not seen, uh, the evidence of things not hoped for. I like to say it this way, sister. Uh, Faith is this. uh, Steadfast trust and assurance uh, in that what God has said, uh, he has the power to perform it. Let me say it over here so you guys can get it. Faith, steadfast trust and assurance uh, in that what God has said, uh, he has the power to perform it. Faith begins, say begins, faith begins, begins where the will of God is known. Once you find out that the will of God for you is for God, for he wants you to bring you out, then you can lock your faith unto it. You can be like a pit bull. Sister Burge is not here today, but her, her son, they used to have a, a pit bull by the name of Cody. I was afraid of old Cody, because he was a pit bull, and he didn't like me too much. And every time I began to play with him, Brother Dan, and we began to wrestle, that Cody used to jump, and I used to jump back. Talking about faith here. One of the things about a pit bull is they have a locking mechanism about them. That when they hold on to something, they lock on to it. And many times they do not let go unless you shoot it or kill it. May I tell you something today. You need to lock on to the word of the living God. And not go away from it. Because God's will for you is to touch you and to bring you out. Faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith. Faith. Step. It so they took a step. They've never done this before. Step. Step. And I got to tell you this. New Hope International Ministries, where I was the associate pastor at, before I came here, we had a serious snowstorm that came through. Hurt our roof. Damaged our roof we had to evacuate they put a condemned sign on our church we had to find somewhere else to have church at you ought to be blessed that you have this building here we didn't have a building we didn't have another building to go to the insurance agent said to us well you on your own I just told this to Pastor Derek and, and Brother Andrew not too long ago, this, 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 this story. But I'm telling you today, just encourage you to lock your face. Say, take a step. Assurance agents say, we, we're not going to cover it. You're on your own. Mold begin to flow in that place. Condemned building, mold, water in the basement. But I remember walking inside that condemned place. And I had my Bible and I began to walk in that area full of mode and I begin to pray and Pastor James and I begin to pray uh, and believe God and take a step of faith that says uh, that says this I will look towards the hills uh, from which cometh my help uh, my help cometh uh, from the Lord uh, maker uh, of heaven and earth uh, Lord we don't have any source of money uh, to take care of this uh, but God you are our source uh, you are our everything And we're taking a step of faith to to believe that you're going to do it. Church was wonderful enough to open up their doors and allow us to use their church on Sunday morning. Seven months went by, nothing from the insurance agency. We continue to pray, condemn building mud mold on the walls everything all messed up no hope pastor jamerson said we're going to take a step of faith we took a step of faith we called them they said we want to tell you that there's a loophole in your insurance what? We'll pay for the roof and pay for the rest of the church. May I tell you something today? When you take a step of faith, God will move towards you. When you take one step towards the Father, the Father will take three steps towards you and he will do a work in you and through you, but you got to step, step, step. you see your breakthrough? Step. Can't you see your healing? Step. Can't you see your peace? Step. Can't you see your family coming to God? Step. Can't you see that promotion coming? Step. Can't you see God doing a work? Step. Can't you see your family saved? Step. Step. Can't you see God doing something in your life? your blessing step towards your breakthrough cause God wants you God has for you those things for you someone shout I'm stepping I'm stepping I'm stepping into my blessing Father we thank you oh God for your word Who? thank you Holy Ghost whoo Come worship team.